Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside and today I'm talking with author Fiona Sussman about her latest novel, Addressed to Greta. It's a beautifully crafted tale about a socially and somewhat physically awkward woman living a very controlled, buttoned-up life in suburban Auckland. When a gay friend called Walter dies, he bequeaths... When a gay friend called Walter dies, he bequeaths her a trip around the world. There is a catch. She only uh, finds out where she's going the day before each flight via a letter penned by Walter. And those letters slowly give out more details about his life and the reasons why he sent Greta on this trip. I absolutely loved it, and it's a great privilege, therefore, to talk with the author. Fiona Sussman, really, really great uh, to meet you. And what a wonderful book. Thank you, Andrew. It's lovely to meet you too, and I'm really excited to come and talk about Address to Greta. I have to say that I had a little bit of grief when I finished reading it because I felt I'm not going to spend any more time with this, particularly the main <laughs> character, but, but some of the ancillary characters as well, because she's fascinating. And the way that you have unfolded the story, and I felt like she was a close friend by the time the book ended, and so I felt I'm going to miss her. Oh, well, that, that's a lovely compliment to have paid. Thank you so much. So tell me about, first of all, why you wanted to tell this story, where the catalyst came from, and then maybe we'll just delve a little bit more into Greta herself. It was quite unusual, the genesis, compared to some of my other novels. So I was out on a morning run, and Greta literally landed in my head fully formed, which for an author is really a gift but the difference was that um, whereas before I've always had a sense of the narrative arc and where I wanted a story to go, with Greta um, I didn't. So the challenge was to actually give over to her this really this character who was very real to me from the outset and allow, I was aware of her challenges and I really wanted, so she led me by the nose. In many ways, she told the story. <laughs> but I guess it's very similar in some ways to my other books in that I've always been interested in characters who navigate the periphery, who are sort of forced to the margins, who don't kind of fit under that norm peddled by society and Greta with her social anxieties and um, with her desperate need for approval and to please um, her slightly unusual character generally puts her out on that periphery. Is any of it uh, autobiographical? I, I certainly know the travel aspects are because you've gone to those places but it, it, how much of your story or people around you has been injected into the story? Look, I think there's a little bit of Greta in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yes, there is some of Greta in me, and then there is a good dose of fiction. I sort of had to chuckle because very early on in the manuscript, I actually, in the piece, I showed the manuscript to a, a fellow writer, and there's one incident where Greta's mother and the hardware store assistant try to get Greta together with the hardware store assistant's 16-year-old son, and he arrives and asks Greta if she'd like to go with him to Greece. And Greta's horrified. She's never met this fellow before. And she thinks he's asking her to travel across the world with him when really he's asking her to go up the road to see the, the musical Greece. And the, the person looking at the manuscript said, oh, you know, that's really just not credible. And I didn't have the heart to tell her that actually that was one of the absolutely true pieces I had inserted in the book. So truth is definitely stranger than fiction. But yes, look, there is some of me, but I, as I say, I think... Um, 
with all my characters. They're cobbled together and sometimes what you bring to the story is more an emotion that you feel that you then, um, you know, you're slipping into that character's skin and if you have an empathy for them and how they would feel with grief, then you sort of transpose your grief into their situation or their happiness or whatever. I know as I was reading it, I, I had mixed emotions about her. She, she annoyed me initially. Yes. I was thinking, how silly. But then kind of thought, well, you know, I've had elements in my life that I can relate to with, with that. And over time, I got to know her better. And so I think that that's the secret, I suppose, in life, isn't it? You might come across someone you don't like, but the more you know of them, the more you know of their story then the more you get to see them as a fully three-dimensional person with their own problems and, and possibly shift your opinion of them. And I, I definitely felt that with Greta, that there was, again, that exploration of her, <laughs> shall we say, quirkiness, uh, was actually really fascinating and really well done in the way that it wasn't all rammed at us. It, it, it slowly evolved, which is really, really lovely. I mean, I think that is in part the beauty of fiction, you know, that sort of two degrees of separation where your defences are down and you slowly buy into a character's story and slowly start to see the world through their eyes. Um, I think, you know, if someone were to pick up a book on social anxiety or to pick up a book on, yeah, um, someone with big feet or whatever, you know, you would have to be almost speaking to the converted. But in fact, when you just buy into a story and you start to get to know the character, that's the, that's the aim, I guess, is, try and, um, is for the reader to gradually have a greater understanding over time. There are lots of themes in it, obviously, uh, a lot uh, to do with grief, regret, uh, social anxiety, depression, all of those things. One of the biggest things that stood out for me was actually a sense of disconnectedness which can be related to all of those issues. But I, but I also think, particularly in this modern world with social media supposed to bring us together, but the sense of how many of us may feel that we don't belong or we don't know how to connect with people, particularly now with uh, more secular societies. More, So I found that really fascinating. Is that something that was that you were deliberately trying to do or have I just picked that out of... No, certainly uh, that was um, something I was aware of. I guess this notion of adult loneliness. So in a way in this digital age we're supposedly more connected than ever before and yet people really present a very curated life. So what you're seeing when you're connecting with people is their perfect life being presented and so I think that heightens the loneliness. But I think as well, um, you know, Western, we're very good in the Western world of really peddling this norm of what we, how we think people should fit in. And for those people who don't, um, I think it is, it is a very lonely existence. And the beauty of the travel for Greta is that what it really does is it brings her face to, brings her close to difference. So, you know, difference from a distance is quite frightening. But when you are face to face with it, and you also realize you're not the absolute center of your universe, but that there's this huge stage out there, um, it's quite, comforting because she also realized that in fact while everybody seems to be so different and seems to have these perfect lives in fact everyone she met had their own flaws and demons and challenges and that's in some ways the beauty of travel or reading armchair travel it sort of enhances your empathy and understanding of others. She could also though explore who she was yes. away from everyone she knew that were in, in her mind forcing her to uh, 
conform, I suppose. Absolutely. So this, that was, that it's was the, the anonymity of travel, which is wonderful. So, you know, she discovers people are so much more almost authentic and open about themselves, partly because there's that idea of, oh, I'm never going to see you again, so I don't really mind if you see me as I am. But yes, I think Walter's gift to her is really that I, forcing her to break free of all the cues and the expectations and the the fears that... Um, exist in her very controlled life so she really has to be released from that she has to be in a different place physically as well as emotionally I knew we were going to talk about travel but I don't want to talk about where she goes because one of the one of the wonderful things for me about the book was the not knowing until she finds out Uh, so the story unfolded in a a really lovely way and there was also an extra um, tension there because while her anxiety was rising so was mine it was like oh where is she going to go and what what you know could there be a danger there and so so it was nice to have that unfold so I thought we won't we won't give any spoilers great um but but uh, but obviously where she did go was based on travels that you have been on and so I guess my question around this is, how did those travels impact and potentially change you when you went on those journeys? Andrew, I grew up um, in a home, well, I grew up in apartheid South Africa for one. I also had a father and my, my dad was Scottish, my mom Italian, and they had a real belief in education outside the classroom. And so for them... They very much won. I mean, they were so opposed to apartheid, but they also wanted us to witness how worlds and lives existed outside of our very, you know, controlled bubble. And so um, each of the... each of my travel experiences impacted in sort of broadening my horizons and without, again, being too specific because I don't want it to be a spoiler, each of... I think each of those destinations... um, Oh yeah, changed me in a way that, in some ways, they also changed Greta, just in terms of um, the confidence and the knowledge that it gave me. So yeah, I'm not quite sure. Without being specific, it's quite hard to without mentioning the countries and the actual events. Well, I guess you know you mentioned growing up in South Africa, so that was a very controlled society based on massive prejudice, and so I guess escaping that from travel you mentioned already that that it, it that it gave you and your brother a really burning sense of uh, you know, civil justice absolutely and human rights Ab- yeah and so to be able to escape that and to see these other places in in various locations around the world must must have been quite something absolutely and i think each of the countries has its own sort of story to tell and so um Walter, when he has planned the strip so meticulously for Greta, has that in mind. In some ways, he could have sent her anywhere as long as it was far away from her famili- the familiar constraints of her regular life. But in other ways, there are quite specific benefits from each country that aid to her self-discovery. And um, the, the history of each country as well and what it offers Greta. Yeah, sorry, it's hard to talk in vagaries without saying, I want to tell you what the countries are. But yeah. yes, um, yeah, just... Well, that'll be a nice surprise for people nice when surprise. they read it. Nice surprise, yes. Because it, it was one of... I mean, there are many strengths to the book, but to me it was, it was... It took it into an element that was different because it added a bit of danger and the unexpected. And, and literally, I was going along with her into the unknown. And because I'd formed this relationship with her by being in her head and, and seeing the troubles that she had, 
uh, I felt I was definitely on that journey with her, which is really, really special. That's, I mean, that really was the intent of me taking the reader's hand. And for us, you know, as opposed to um, kind of standing on a beach looking at waves breaking, I wanted you to be there on the wave with me breaking. And that's the same with Greta. I wanted... Walter's gift to her is this meticulously planned trip, all expenses paid, but the catch is that the destinations will remain a mystery and that also the period of time is of indeterminate length. And so really that gift embraces uncertainty at its heart. And so for Greta to give over to it. She has to be very prepared to live in the moment. She can't predict, she can't plan, she can't reflect. She has to just, in fact, almost like a child does, just live today for today. And that is really part of the gateway to her self-discovery. And for someone who is as controlled and socially anxious as her. It's just huge. (laughs) That's a major, major... Honestly, I felt it. I I mean, I, I, I think most of us have something in our lives. Mine's not to that extent, but I kind of thought, yeah, I guess. Girl, I, I prefer to be, you know, wrapped up with a with a book and a, you know, in a rug watching TV or doing whatever, rather than, you know. And she has that temptation periodically to just revert back to because there is the potential for an out. You know, she can just call um, a stop to this at any moment she wants. But as she um, gets further and further into it, she of course is starting to undergo change, and she realizes that in fact it would be it's so much worse to come back to that when she's already made the first steps away from it. There was one more thing about friendship that I was quite interested in, and it was, again, my interpretation is that there were times when she doubted that people actually were her friends. Even even with Walter, I think, she had this moment. And, and I, I do wonder, I, I can think of a couple of people who I know who've, who've passed away, and I wondered, did I mean as much to them as they did to me? So I think... Again, it's one of these these almost very human universal themes. It, it, was that a part of your conscious writing? Well, no, I think um, partly because Greta is already such a self-aware person. So she's continually analysing and reflecting. And some of us are very more like that and more trapped inside our heads than others. But because she is so self-conscious and because she is so afraid of disappointing her, you know, her, tentic- her, her, she, her senses are out there always trying to be aware. And what she does discover is that, in fact, she doesn't absolutely know Walter, as none of us absolutely know anybody else. And that's, for her, initially quite a shock. But, in fact, the, the, the beauty of the journey is that she gets to know some of the Walter that he couldn't really share with her in in life, but that he wanted her nevertheless to know. And so his way of doing that is also by, um, you know, orchestrating this trip for her. He is actually also in a way telling her things he couldn't necessarily right. say straight off. Yeah. And, and there is a lesson in all of us for that, isn't it? About how our social norms, our internalised social norms, means that we're often very afraid to share Absolutely. Where we come from, because we ultimately, I guess, we all fear rejection, even if we deny it. This is it. And Greta lives in the shadow of, so her mom, Nora, has lived a life of disappointment. And so she really overlays her fears and stifles Greta's growth. And in some ways, Walter himself, his whole trajectory has been impacted by his parents and their non-accepting of his um, sexuality. And so really, I guess... um, Greta's fear of disappointing really comes from her mom. And so she 
is continually trying to be absolutely perfect. She's always trying to be head of the game. All, you know, Christmas cards go out in September and, you know, the house has to be cleaned and the lunchbox is packed the day before. But she's doing that so that she never really gets anything wrong. But in fact, what Walter tries to do by sending on this trip is allow her just to actually experience life, flaws and all, to not always be perfect, but actually just to, as he says, try on a number of different gritters and see what fits. And that's quite a frightening thing when you're so used to controlling your environment and trying to control the perception other people have of you. So how long did it take you to write the book? It took me... um, about four years. So um, my first book took me 10, my second (laughs) seven. So this is, um, yeah, getting better. So so the fourth one will be three weeks. Well, that's right, exactly. It was a lot of fun to write. I have to say I really enjoyed it. It's very different from my other two novels. And I think had I been aware that I was going to be writing, I guess, more of a funny book it would have been kind of quite terrifying but really um, the story would out and Greta's voice was in that way you know she's unwittingly funny just through her clumsiness and her social ineptness and as I got into the groove I really enjoyed writing it was a lot of fun. That's really encouraging because of course um, writing anything can sometimes be a real labour of love so it's nice that you had that experience and, and also that you weren't being calculated in terms of wanting to make it funny. No, I think as soon as you become self... Well, one, I haven't really had experience in that way of writing, you know, funny. But I think if you were to do it so consciously, it would come could potentially come across as contrived. Yeah, absolutely, you know? I was thinking that, and, yeah. And so it was... Um, yeah, she literally led me by the nose. And I used to hear authors talking about um, how characters, you know, once characters could literally take charge and I thought, oh, yeah. But in fact, when I was sometimes pulling the story one way and Greta was trying to go the other, it was the the joy of finally giving over and saying, actually, this is the way we have to go. That's a wonderfully satisfying experience. Hugely, hugely. Um, uh, yeah, right, writing is. I mean, I, you're not singing. My husband's not here to tell you of all the times <laughs> that I'm sobbing away and tearing my hair out and saying, this is a hard, you know, where am I going with this? But overall, it was a really fun and happy experience. And yeah, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I really did, and uh, and it's a real privilege to actually talk to you about it because I, I haven't really had a chance to talk to anybody, and now I'm talking to the author, which is really fantastic. So um, I think we'll we'll leave it there because I think we've covered some of the the, the main themes and 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 certainly what I loved about the book. So congratulations, and uh, it's released in November. So hopefully all going well. It'll, it'll um, thank you, really Andrew. Well. Lovely to meet you. That was Fiona Sussman talking about her wonderful new book, Addressed to Greta. It really is a fantastic novel full of gentle humour and a touching exploration of friendship, anxiety and finding one's place in the world. The book is available now at retailers in New Zealand and online via batemanbooks.co.nz. I'm Andrew Whiteside. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon.